Ever catch yourself whispering, I can't, or I'm not good enough, or I'm this, or I'm that? Well, what if I told you that these very words shape your reality? Today, we're going to uncover the hidden power of our self-talk and learn to rewrite our internal script. Your words matter, so let's make them count. If you're a female entrepreneur who wants to break free from the pressure and experience peace and alignment to live that life you've always envisioned, then this is the show for you. I'm your host, Jamie Milam. All my life, I've been self-reliant with a figure-it-out mentality, starting with being on my own at the age of 15, overcoming drug addiction when I learned I'd become a mom at 19, and rebuilding my life out of a single Rubbermaid storage tote to now running the three businesses I've built. So I'm no stranger to pressure. My figure it out mentality created systems that helped, but I still found myself headed to burnout. I learned to listen to myself and apply the most powerful tool I had, my own self-awareness. So I shifted to incorporate my true self and align my strategies accordingly. And now I apply this practice to every area of my life. I'm on a mission to help you develop a practice of self-awareness, to learn to value yourself so you can honor those parts of you in your daily activities and finally live that life you're determined to have. This is Determined AF. Hello, my beautiful listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Determined AF. I'm your host, Jamie Milam, and today I want to discuss something transformative that can, believe it or not, actually shape the trajectory of our entire day. And that is the words that we speak to ourselves and about ourselves. I mean, think about it. Have you ever noticed how certain words you tell yourself can uplift or even completely derail your entire day. Let me give you an example. So last night I was facing this bout of insomnia. I mean, it was taking me forever to fall asleep. And while that might not sound unusual, here's where it gets interesting. This morning, I almost sent a text to a friend that said, man, I really struggled to fall asleep last night. So I'm already exhausted and I can tell that's how my day is gonna go. But seeing those words typed out made me pause. Was that really the narrative I wanted to set for my day? I mean, do I really want to feel exhausted all day? Is that what I want to focus on or program myself to think? And if I send this message, aren't I just extending the thought and the possibility of continuing that story that I'm telling myself by just keeping it out there into the universe? I mean, it was an eye-opening moment of self-awareness. It's not that I don't feel tired. Yeah, of course, it doesn't just go away if I stop telling myself that. But I do know from past experiences that if that is the language I am telling myself and I keep saying it throughout the day or even to those that I'm speaking with, then I'm teaching my brain to focus on that and the more tired and exhausted I'll feel. Versus if I don't focus on it, and I just focus on the things that still need to be done in my day and in my routine, there's a chance that I will actually feel energized just by the activities themselves and maybe completely distracted from that exhaustion by the work that I have at hand. So it's not just about the words that we say to ourselves, but the conversations that we're having with others that extends these sorts of affirmations. So let me dive a little bit deeper into this uh, because I think there's some really good points to bring to the table here. 
I want to talk uh, about kind of the science behind our words um, and how they affect our mindset. So if we kind of venture into the realm of neuroscience, words manifest as more than just mere utterances or, or written symbols, right? It's not just the letters on paper. They are actually potent catalysts for our emotions and our physiology. Our brain, you see, it, it's got all these connections and responses, but specifically in our amygdala, this is like this tiny little spot in our brain that acts as our emotional processor. And it kind of discerns the context and emotional weight of the words that we encounter. Research indicates that the amygdala actually reacts distinctively to positive and negative words. So while positive words act as a, a soothing calm, they signal rewards and generate feelings of comfort and safety, negative words can jolt the amygdala and sound off alarms of danger and maybe even prompt immediate reactions. There was this neuroscientist, Dr. Andrew Newberg, and he really took a deeper dive into this phenomenon because, I mean, words are affecting our emotions, right? So yeah, that's a phenomenon I wouldn't be interested in. Well, his findings suggest that even a solitary negative word can set the amygdala ablaze with just like a ton of activity. Your brain is firing off all of these neurons, which prompts the release of stress hormones like cortisol, which that's going to trigger our primal fight or flight mechanism, which as we all know is a survival response that's been with us since back when our ancestors who relied on hunting and gathering, they were always alert to these potential threats. You guys, cortisol is also linked to weight gain, acne, higher stress levels. I mean, cortisol itself has a lot of different side effects. So when we verbalize feelings like, I'm exhausted, we're not merely offering this benign observation. Instead, we're actually unknowingly casting a spotlight on that very specific feeling, giving it like center stage in our mental arena, if you will. It's like turning up the volume on a particular radio frequency in our brain, tuning our entire being to resonate with that emotion. So therefore, our choice of words isn't just a reflection of our current state, but it has the potential to shape and amplify our entire emotional experience. Crazy, right? Now, let me talk to you about the duality of truths because again, I'm not saying that if I don't focus on it, then there's not some exhaustion in my body, right? We do need a certain amount of time for rest. And so if your body doesn't get that, and you're short on sleep, yes, fatigue is going to happen. And I'm not saying that if you don't focus on it, it just isn't existing. But two things can be true at the same time. Life is multifaceted. You can be tired, but you can also be excited and encouraged about your day's productivity, uh, the activities that you have going on, uh, maybe a project, right? You can be nervous while even preparing for a presentation. That might be another example that you can think of. Again, two things can be true simultaneously. However, it's about where you choose 
to put your magnifying glass on these two different things. So while acknowledging the feeling of tiredness is completely valid, magnifying my excitement about my day's tasks will fuel me with a more positive energy. Both feelings coexist, yet wherever you direct your focus can shift the entire narrative for the day. So I want you to consider a magnifying glass in your hand, right? It has the power to enlarge, to highlight, to bring into focus whatever it is that's underneath that magnifying glass, right? Well, by acknowledging feelings like tiredness or nervousness, you are honoring your human experience. I want you to validate these things because they are actually real. They are real because you are feeling them. They exist. But by consciously choosing to magnify the excitement or the preparation or the potential of your day, you harness a more energizing and empowering narrative. You guys, life constantly is going to offer these dual narratives. The magic, though, lies in recognizing them and then intentionally selecting which one you're going to magnify into your story. Because remember, it's you who has the power to pick which truth you give more energy to, okay? But how do we even know when we're doing it? Well, you know I love self-awareness. And that's what we have to do is we have to practice self-awareness and enhance that around our self-talk. Y'all, the inner dialogue that we have with ourselves, which is what we're calling our self-talk, it often is like functioning like you would have an app going on in the background of your smartphone. Just because you closed out the app doesn't mean that it's not still running in the background. Same with our self-talk. Though it might go unnoticed, our, it's just like the apps in the background, it's significantly impacting the device's performance, and in this case, our mental and emotional state. So to truly understand and potentially modify this self-talk, we need to first bring it to that forefront of our consciousness. We need to be aware of it happening, when it's happening, and then what we can do about it. So one practical approach is just take that dedicated moment each day for reflection, for introspection, meditation however it might be it doesn't need to be a lengthy process instead it can be you just taking a few mindful moments where you genuinely check in with yourself consider questions like what messages am i repeatedly sending myself today are they affirmative or are they dwelling in doubt how are these inner dialogues making me feel and how do they influence my actions and my decisions, my mood, my tonality. It's all about slowing down, you guys. Just as I had reread my text that I was about to send, I was present in that moment enough to even visually see the tone that I was about to send out, right? I can see my tone because I practice, you know, slowing down enough to be aware and to be present. And then I can imagine that domino effect that it could have on me or maybe even the recipient of the text, right? By intentionally focusing on our self-talk, we can gauge its tone and its content. Recognizing the patterns and understanding their emotional impact 
can provide us clearer insight into how we view ourselves and our circumstances. These moments of awareness, they give us a chance not only to identify, but to also steer our inner conversations into a direction that can more positively shape our day and ultimately, you guys, our life. Sounds pretty powerful, right? So how can we start to do that? Well, I have found that there are three different tangible methods that we can really put into practice to be able to transform this inner dialogue, okay? You may have heard them before, but I'm gonna give you a couple of examples um, as we go through these different methods. The first one to help reshape your verbiage is simply reframing it, okay? Something like, I'm bad at this, if you're saying that, I'm bad at this, I'm not good at that. Maybe change that and reframe it to encourage yourself with something like, I'm learning, I'm getting better at this, I'm growing at mastering this skill, I am improving every day, I am determined to get this down, right? Things that are going to reframe that negative thought into something more encouraging for yourself. The next one is simply focus on the positive, right? Rather than dwelling on something like, oh, I hate starting my day like this, shift the narrative to, I love the feeling of accomplishment. I'm gonna have once my day is done because I was committed to getting my things done. And boy oh boy, I love that I'm gonna get some good rest tonight. It's not like we're denying the first part, you know, of wanting to say, I hate starting my day like this. We're not denying that feeling. Instead, we're just focusing on, I'm gonna feel really good about the fact that I still stuck through it, that I got all my stuff done, right? The last one is use the power of yet. The word yet is what I'm talking about because it is laden with promise. Where the phrase, I can't do it, confines you, if you say something like, I can't do it yet, that's going to offer something that brings you this feeling of potential. So if I said, I just can't this morning, I feel so exhausted, instead, I could say something like, I don't feel energized yet. Does that make sense? I'm just shifting the narrative, literally shifting the verbiage because I want to give myself something to focus on that gives me the feeling of hope and potential and positivity because our words have weight. They're just not these little sounds or passing thoughts. They actually mold our reality and they frame our experiences. You guys, words are tools. Just like any other tool, Their impact is determined by how we use them. Think of it like a hammer, which can be used to destroy or it can be used to build. Our words are the same. They can tear us down or they can elevate us. So as we wrap up, I urge you to remember this. It's not about suppressing or denying feelings. It's about recognizing them and then consciously choosing which ones to highlight every single day we get to decide our narrative. By being more deliberate with our words, we can shape a more empowering and positive and fulfilling story for ourselves, okay? So I wanna thank you for tuning in. And as always, check the show notes for your freebie download. You'll find the self-awareness mastery guide there for this episode as an effort to help you start to practice awareness a little bit more each day. 
You guys, the more you practice it, the easier it becomes. So until next time, be kind to yourself, listen to your words, and shape your world with intention and determination.